0: Hey everyone, welcome to Seen That, the podcast where we talk about cult and classic movies we haven't seen until now. In this week's episode, we're discussing Star Wars, Episode 7, The Force Awakens, and why Avril, hello everyone, hasn't seen that, and much, much more, including the fact that we have a very special guest on for this episode. Hope you guys enjoy. Hey guys, so like I said in our intro in this week's episode, we have a very special guest. My boyfriend David is here to be a guest on this episode to help us discuss Star Wars. And uh, babe, why don't you say hello to our listeners?
1: Hi, happy to be here.
0: Yay, we're so excited to have him. Um, We kind of wanted to involve him in this episode in particular because Uh, David is sort of the Star Wars expert in my life and, uh, you know, definitely the Star Wars expert in our household. (laughs) So, um, and he got me kind of into the universe. So we really wanted to, um, bring him on for this and help me sort of ask Avril questions and get really, really in depth about the movie. So we're really excited. So babe, you have been, you know, getting me into not only the Star Wars universe, but also the like Marvel cinematic universe and things like that. But to me, you're like, you know, our Resident Star Wars expert. Um, can you just for our listeners and everything, tell us quickly a little bit about um why you, you wanted to come on this episode and then also just a little bit about your um history with Star Wars, how you got into it maybe as a kid and and just kind of start us off that way. And then don't worry, guys. We'll get into Av's uh, watching A Force Awakens in a minute.
1: Uh, yeah. So I heard the last episode you guys did for the original Star Wars movie. And I-, I sounded like Avril didn't totally love it. So I felt like it was my duty to come on here and make sure that she really – Finds out, like, why she should be excited for this this franchise. Um, this, this series of movies that I've been watching since I must have been, like... I mean, they were out before I was born, so I probably was watching them from, like, the very beginning. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, th- throughout my childhood, you know, watching VH- VHS tapes, like, that my dad had. And, like, all the different versions. Every time those got, like, re-released with, like, better special effects and stuff because I kept putting those out as well. Um, So yeah, very important uh, movie franchise like in my life and this movie in particular, I like absolutely love. So any excuse to talk about it and share that enthusiasm, um, I'm there.
2: No pressure, David. You're like our expert. Okay,
0: guys. So we are going to get into it. We'll do our quick intro of the movie this is Star Wars Episode Seven, Force Awakens. It came out December 18th, 2015, which feels like a thousand years ago, doesn't it? Like 2015 seems like ages ago. But I also remember distinctly sitting in the theaters watching this. I think I saw it like three separate times in the theaters. But really? Yes. It was... Wow. Such a big deal! Right, I was like, I "Let's it, go see you with this group. Let's go see you with my parents,
1: and then all these other things." I, I saw it three times opening weekend. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh wait, did you yeah. just see it every
2: single day—Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Uh,
1: Ma- no, I think I think it was like Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, because Thursday night, like oh, the, premiere, was the yeah. premiere, yeah, yeah,
0: wow. yeah. Wow. Well, okay. that leads me into then the you must have contributed to the opening weekend. Uh, well, anyway, the budget for the film was $245 million just over that. And then opening weekend in the United States, it grossed $247 million, like, over that as well. So, um, yeah, it, it definitely surpassed its uh, budget and made much, much more uh, just in total and then gross worldwide. So, um, yeah. And uh, the director is J.J. Abrams. Writer, There are a few credits on this, but the top two on IMDb were J.J. Abrams and Lawrence Kasdan. And, babe, I don't know if you know any of the other writers on the film, but if you do, please let us know.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was was mostly those two guys. And, like, Larry Kasdan is the guy who wrote uh, Empire and Return of the Jedi, the episodes five and six. Okay. So he's, like, you know, he's, like, steeped in the Star Wars, like, creative family. But I think the original... The original script uh, was done by Michael Arndt, who is the guy who did Toy Story 3. Oh, great movie. But then he he exited, and I think a lot of work was done after that. Post that. Okay.
0: See, this is why we need him here. Like, such insights that I would never never know. Um, And then... Uh, The stars, quickly. Um, This one has kind of a lot of big people and a lot of cameos, so we'll just run through it quickly. Daisy Ridley as Rey. John Boyega as Finn. Oscar Isaac as Poe Dameron. Adam Driver as Kylo Ren. Harrison Ford as Han Solo. Carrie Fisher as Princess Leia. um, Lupita Nyong'o as Maz Kanata. Daryl Hammond. And then Mark Hamill, i.e. Daryl Hammond, as um, Luke Skywalker. And yeah, you could stream it on Disney Plus. And then uh, a quick summary, as a new threat to the galaxy arises, Rey, a desert scavenger, and Finn, an ex-stormtrooper, must join Han Solo and Chewbacca to search for the one hope of restoring peace to the galaxy. We'll, you know, David and I, I think, we'll sort of tag team on some questions that we have for you. And I'll just chime in on questions that I have for David and feel free to ask him other things. I'm sure he will be a Wealth of information on details, but um, getting into uh, your first watch of it, um, knowing that um, you'd seen the prequel movies, all, all three of them, um,
2: I haven't. Oh, well, yes, you're right. Okay, sorry. Okay, I I'm like, you're so sorry, mad. I'm thinking, I was like, <laughs> this is what's so confusing. There's the prequels, then there's the originals, and now there are these, and then there's the like, yeah. Non-related but still in the same universe movies like Rogue One, and I've yeah. seen now a movie from each different group that I like can't keep track of like what timeline it all is. Okay, so, so sorry, but you're right. I have seen the prequels,
0: babe. Maybe you can help clarify everyone on timeline, even if our other viewers are actually confused. that would probably
2: be really good for me at least. <laughs> I don't
1: know. Right. So the originals are actually in the middle of the timeline. Um, so they made the originals, and then they went and made the prequels, which take place before those. And then, you know, for the most part, people really didn't like those prequels. Like, they were very different mm-hmm. from the originals and, like, what a lot of the original fans liked about those movies. So when they set out to make Seven and sort of bring it back, um, a big sort of the big challenge and the the big thing that was on a lot of the audience's mind was is this going to be you know more of not what we want you know is this going to be like trying to recapture Star Wars or is this actually going to deliver on Mm -hmm. what made those original movies so good
0: Mm
2: -hmm. thank you got it (laughs) that's really helpful
0: yeah so from the original the the Star Wars universe has kind of expanded uh, outwardly from um, the original trilogy and from, you know, that first movie that we uh, discussed in season one, um, A New Hope. So, uh, again, knowing that you'd seen all of the, the prequel movies and that um, also knowing that, you know, I'll, I'll everyone or a lot of people sort of in our friend group were really hyped about going to see Force Awakens and we're clearly always talking about it. Um, Avril, why hadn't, haven't you seen that?
2: So yes, I've seen the prequels, which I know are not well regarded by fans <laughs> and probably by critics. I feel like it was just panned like universally when they came out. Um, but I really just watched those again because of Hayden Christensen and Natalie Portman. who I was fans of at the time. I'm still a fan of Natalie Portman. She's great. Anyway, so I'd seen those, but for the wrong reasons, not because I gave a shit about the storyline or the universe, just because I would, like, wanted to see it because I was young Mm -hmm. uh, and playing that at recess with my friends. And then I saw these other movies, like, I saw Rogue One, and I saw, well, and I saw episode four for this podcast, sort of not out of... uh, wanting to see it on my own. Like I was dating somebody. We watched it together because he was really into it. And then I watched episode four for this podcast. So I've Mm -hmm. never really just on my own been interested in Star Wars. And when this movie came out in 15, nobody I was hanging out with at the time was going to see it. And so that just sort of further cemented. I'm like, all right, Mm -hmm. well, no one here is like gunning to go to the theater to see it. So like, I'm not really gonna go on my own and, and watch it if I don't already have an interest in this franchise, And I just sort of thought this is going to be a modern retelling of episode four, Mm. but like maybe slightly different, not a continuation of the story and of the universe, which I think we can discuss later. But yeah, um, I was just kind of like, this is just going to be like the same thing just coming out now. I don't really feel a need to go see this. And I know you guys were obsessed with it when it came out, and I know you (laughs) Are like currently still obsessed with it but I three times opening I, weekend <laughs> <laughs> I know I just was like it's not it just didn't feel like it was for me
0: that's fair yeah and that makes sense I feel like a lot of the excitement about a, a movie like that even just especially opening weekend is getting like a big group to kind of go see it together alright we're all gonna get tickets we're all gonna be in yeah. this thing we're all gonna like discuss it after and 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 yeah, that does make it really exciting and special. So, yeah. And and David, I, I want to know, I guess, a little bit about your thoughts going into it because you were nodding along with Avril as she was saying um, that, you know, Av, you were thinking that it was going to be kind of just a retelling of um, A New Hope. Uh, I know you are kind of, like, up on the threads about, like, you know, any upcoming movie or something like that, but I'm curious, what did you what information did you have going into it, babe? And like, you know, did you know it was going to be a retelling or were they like really keeping things buttoned up?
1: Uh, yeah. Um, so you know that I am, you know, generally pretty spoiler averse. Yeah. Like I, I like to go into movies sort of knowing as little as possible because so much of like the, the craft of, movie making is like, you know, what, how they reveal the information and like what your expectations are and what you, like your understanding of the story at any given time is like, it's part of the experience Mm -hmm. and how they sort of surprise you and subvert those expectations. So I try not to go into any movie knowing too much. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I did that for this movie. I think I watched like the the trailer, like the first trailer, which came out like during I remember they used to always come out during like the Monday night football and stuff. So I probably oh. watched the first one and like maybe the second one I couldn't resist, mm-hmm. but especially as like we got close and more things started coming out. I was like just, you know, very much trying not to watch anything. Um, wow. So That's impressive. Know, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I remember going into the final, uh, uh, sort of episode or final one of this trilogy, uh, we were in the theater for I guess a couple other movies and that the trailer would come on and David would be like okay nope I la, 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 <laughs> like shutting his ears and eyes <laughs> but people next to me would be like respect yeah no no spoilers like but it was just it was so, it'd be so funny
1: yeah so I you know I didn't really know too much what to expect um even from like the brief trailer footage I saw like It did seem like they were definitely trying to go for a lot of the same imagery Mm -hmm. of, you know, the original movie specifically. A lot of the same sorts of locations um, and, you know, obviously like the set design and sort of the way people are dressed and aliens they showed, et cetera, et cetera. Um, So, like, it it all seemed good, but I was basically going in like extremely – I mean, I was extremely excited because I wanted it to be good but also like ready to be like, okay, like it's been a long time since we got a good one of these. Like, (laughs) yeah, show me what you got. Like I'm ready to be wowed or disappointed if it, if it didn't end up being good.
0: Right. So Av, I, back to you, I guess I am curious what else, or did you know any other details at all before going into this? Like, um, now that it's been out for a number of years, um, were there things that were, had been exposed to you or were there things that um, you thought you knew and actually kind of didn't end up uh, panning out in in the film?
2: I am trying to remember what my colleagues at work thought of it, because that was the one environment where I was constantly hearing about this movie and it's lead up. And then eventually when it came out, everyone couldn't stop talking about it. Mm -hmm. And there was an overall positive consensus about the movie so my impression before seeing this was like, all right, I guess this is better than the prequels, it seems. more Most fans like this movie. Not everybody, of course, but it, like again, it seemed like most that saw it enjoyed it. Um, mm-hmm. And Adam Driver was in it, who I'm a big fan of, which I oh, yeah. <laughs> was tempted to see it because of him, but I'm like, that I shouldn't just see this movie because of him. That's That's what I did for the <laughs> first three, and look where that got me, so... I had no idea, actually, that, um, you know, the original cast of Daryl Hammond and Harrison <laughs> Ford and Carrie Fisher were in it. Didn't ex- I didn't know that going in, and I didn't know that it was a continuation of the story. Um, so, sorry, I feel like I'm maybe answering the wrong question here, but... No, no, I no. I think I was not- more surprised than not. There were aspects of it that I was surprised by, and there were aspects of it that I... Um, sort of expected Mm -hmm.
0: so I guess this I'll pose this question to both of you and maybe I'll let you answer this one first like so what were your initial impressions of the movie like right
2: after you'd seen it or like
0: as you were watching it what were you feeling
2: as I was watching I was entertained and I was enjoying it for the most part but (laughs) it just wasn't as fun watching it alone I really really wish I could have watched it with you guys or with other you know groups of people or just in a theater with people I knew like watching it alone I literally say this all the time I sound so lame but whatever we're in a pandemic I we need to isolate um (laughs) but it's just yeah I kind of like I'm not gonna lie it sort of bummed me out I was like this would be much cooler to see in a theater like Mm -hmm. all the action sequences which there are so many of and I do have to say that kind of takes me out of it, unfortunately, just because I find it hard to follow sometimes. There's so much happening. And while I thought the storyline was much more straightforward, like, I read those fr- those intro credits, and I was like, I get it. I know what we have to do in this yeah, movie. Yeah, that was one of my questions, too. I, I was like,
0: did the crawl make sense this yes, time? Were it you, made like, sense. right there? Yeah.
2: So that, like, already kind of got me on, like, a better – I, like, was feeling better about the movie going in, but – there just were so many action scenes and I get that's really like, this is an action movie. This is an action franchise. At least I think it is maybe David mm-hmm. and Haley, you guys can debate me on that, but I just, it's not as much fun for me watching it alone on my computer. It just, that's not the right environment I think for this kind of movie. And there definitely were things I would have maybe enjoyed more if I was watching it with people, like jokes I would have picked up on that maybe I didn't alone. And I, I, found that, yeah, the larger fight scenes weren't as engaging as the duels, and I wish there were more Mm. one-on-one fights. Like, I found the Kylo Ren Rey uh, fight scene, actually, like, that was the most engaging scene out of all of them, at least for me, and I wish there kind of could have been more one-on-ones, but that's just me personally, what I like to see in in action flicks, but I I like this a lot more than episode four. I didn't love it. But I really do think that's because of just the environment I was in, which kind of can't be helped right now.
0: Yeah. That's a fair answer. I mean, yeah, I think, again, part of what makes it so exciting is that remembering of, like, seeing it in the theaters and everything. Um, But, yeah, we've talked about that point. I think for a few other things, maybe during Mission Impossible, where it was just, like, if things are all action, you're kind of like, oh wait, what? <laughs> and and you yeah. kind of forget what's happening. Um, I can say for me, this, I don't think this happened for me in this movie, but I've said on this podcast before that that has definitely happened to me in like numerous Avengers movies. So that's, yeah, <laughs> I guess. So babe, uh, same question.
1: Yeah, I think that's a really good point that uh, Avril brought up about like sort of the the whole sort of experience of going to see one of these movies like in the theater, like there is there like spectacle is a big part of it. And like sort of feeling yeah. like you're there, like enveloped by these huge explosions and mm-hmm. everything else. Um, And, and you know, we, as these movies were coming out, like over the last half decade, like, you know, we, we wanted to be there opening night one, because it was, um, it, it sort of goes back to the trying to avoid spoilers thing because, you know, in today's day and age, if you, like, wait a day or two, like, you kind of just, like, can't go on the internet because mm-hmm. someone, unfortunately, is going to spoil it. Um, but but it was also, like, a, you know, the, the reason why we would, like, pre-order our movie tickets, you know, half a year in advance was, <laughs> one, for that, and, and two, because we were so excited about, like, It was like an event, you know, like as far as like movie related events of the year goes like, oh, there's a new Star Wars movie. Like I want to go and see that, like Avril's saying, like see it with your friends in a nice theater with like nice chairs, like reclining chairs and like.
2: I was just going to say reclining chairs. Yeah.
1: Like we we were really excited just about sort of that of event type of experience. Um, That's 100 percent a big part of it. And I could see how like. If it's your first time watching one of these movies and it's like on, you know, a 13 inch laptop Mm -hmm. screen with, you know, maybe not even with headphones like that's you're not going to have like the same. It it won't have the same impact on you. And it's like it's not your fault.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Yes. Don't come for me. Star Wars fans. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, I guess to dig into your point a little bit or not the point about the experience of watching it, but I'm curious, Av, what you loved about the movie and what you maybe hated is a strong word, but maybe things that you weren't as into, um, you know, maybe one of that, those is like the action scenes. I'm curious if there's anything else that you weren't loving so much.
2: All right. So I will start with the things that I loved, uh, loved the cinematography. I actually appreciated that there were a lot of like callback scenes, like the sun Mm -hmm. set loved that. Um, the set locations, those were super cool. I'm, and I know I just was talking about how the action scenes sort of took me out of the movie. But again, with the one-on-one fight scenes, those were engaging and partly because of how chore- well choreographed those scenes were, I thought. Um, I thought it was really interesting to see. Clearly, like, they've been training. These actors have been training. I don't know what kind of workouts they're doing yeah. or what specific type of fight style they're using. But it's just cool to see. I feel like this is probably obvious and like obviously it was intentional, I think on the filmmaker's part, but it is nice to see a more diverse cast yeah, for a story and a franchise that's so universally loved. That was nice to just have like a clear influx of like different kinds of people be elevated to like main characters or just have more of a presence on screen. That was really nice and I think important. Um, I also did love seeing Carrie Fisher. I almost cried when she mm-hmm. came on screen. I was like, oh my God. You're amazing, and I miss you. Um, I also loved Adam Driver's hair. It was so perfectly (laughs) coiffed and lush. Like, he should have kept his helmet off, frankly, especially if you don't need it to breathe. That's a question I'll ask later. I don't know why he needed the helmet when he clearly didn't need the helmet, but I just loved looking at his face and his hair. That was really nice. And I I think we'll also talk about it later. I really, I did appreciate how they um, created Ray's character. Yeah. I would say too i guess it was a long movie but like you kind of know that going into mm-hmm. this i think you should at least um but i feel like it was paced pretty well i didn't find like any scenes besides the like big action scenes any one scene to drag on for too too long mm-hmm.
1: uh yeah just a, a couple of thoughts on the things that you like to have um totally 100 agree on the diversity point like having such a varied cast you have you know Um, Black actors, you know, uh, Asian actors, women, like, all sorts of different people in, like, main central roles. And that that continues throughout this trilogy. That's, like, definitely, even in, like, the movies that I don't think are necessarily as good, like, that's been a point in these Mm -hmm. recent ones, which has, like, been great. And in this one specifically, like, for as good as, like, Adam Driver is as Kylo Ren, like, Kylo Ren as a character, like in this movie like who he is is like an embodiment of like white male entitlement like do you know what family i'm from like i can take whatever yeah. i want like <laughs> and like they're literally fighting to stop him like which is pretty amazing
2: i if i may quickly that twist if it's a twist i did not see that coming so thought that was pretty yeah cool i was gonna ask like about that han solo <laughs> and um princess leia's son which, like, that's clearly a commonality, is just like family dynamics in this whole franchise. Uh-huh. It's just like you're either the it's son, someone's of a father, bad guy, <laughs> or your family gets murdered and you need to avenge them for that. But yeah, no, that's a really good point, David. Kylo Ren is definitely a representation of like white male privilege.
1: And like you, you, you mentioned how like he, he didn't need the helmet. And so, like, which wh- is
0: funny. I'd never thought about that before. Uh, that's just an
1: interesting point. Well, it's, like, funny when you, when you like, sort of phrase it like that because you're, like, that's kind of lame. Like, why are you walking around in this dumb helmet? And, like, (laughs) even in the very beginning when Poe is, like, can you even, like, hear me through all that, like, shiny stuff on your face? (laughs) Uh, And, like, he is kind of, like, he's lame. Like, this is, like, an immature, like, uh, you know, unstable, Mm -hmm. like, brat of a kid who thinks he's, like, hot shit but, like, He's kind of fucking lame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Can I, can I curse in this podcast? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <Okay>.
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Wouldn't it be funny if we actually had a bleep button of some kind? <laughs> Not oh, really, because I curse all I the would... time.
2: There but... was something about the Kylo Ren stuff. I don't want to get too off topic, but I think it's the scene where uh, Ray is captured. And I think she calls him out. She's like, I forget exactly what she says, but she basically anyway, insinuates, like, why are you wearing that? Mm-hmm. And then he just takes it off. And he's like, I don't need to wear it. Or I, I don't know, That's what I took from that scene. Mm-hmm. And so from that point, I'm like, why the fuck are you walking around the Death Star, or whatever the First <laughs> Order spaceship, and wearing it? You kind of do just now look silly.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's it's true.
2: And I'm like, is this just a callback to Darth Vader? Is it just meant to be more of like a visual representation of, of that character? Oh yeah. Like, is that just like fan service?
1: Really? I'm no, not sure. A, it, well, it, it is lame, but it's like a, it's a character thing because he's trying to like mm-hmm. be. Yeah. Like Darth Vader, and like so he like yeah. feels
0: like he probably needs the helmet of right, some right. kind. He had
1: one, so I <laughs> right, should have one right. too. <laughs> Which is lame. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> to your point about just how they developed Rey's character, I mean, she's kind of one of my in this movie at least um, one of my favorite just cinematic heroes of all time, and especially that we were talking about uh you know we were talking a lot about um the idea of what a strong woman is uh in our wonder woman episode and and uh because we were like what even is that because like what's a what's a strong man um but i i believe that ray is uh, strong um because <laughs> not only physically but also because of just her her character and 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 her flaws and her weaknesses and her design, just all, all of that wrapped up in her and, and the way that they show that um so she's definitely like my number one i just love her so much
2: i i hate to say this i was sort of waiting and waiting and waiting throughout the movie for them to do something either like pandering about her character like and they they kind of do when it's like i don't need you to hold my hand Oh,
0: but I love that. But then stuff. I'm
2: kind of I like, like <laughs> I sort of do appreciate the, like, direct acknowledgement of, like, yeah, that's bullshit. Like, just fucking run away from the thing that's chasing you.
0: Yeah. Um, well, it's also kind of funny, yeah, that that um, Finn is, like, almost trying to assume right. the role that, like, you think the man would in this situation. Yeah. And then he, he does that. And then you're kind of not expecting her to be like, don't hold my hand. Like, right. you almost may not have even noticed that he took her hand And then her just acknowledging that is just, I I think, kind of funny and and fantastic.
1: There's that, like, explosion part where, like, they, like, both sort of get knocked away or, like, he does at least. And, like, she goes to make sure he's okay. And he wakes up and he's like, are you okay? Yeah, yeah.
0: She's, like, like confused.
1: She's like, yeah, come on. (laughs)
0: Yeah, it's just great. And then, yeah, on the diversity point, again, um, that is something that they continue throughout the other movies. And then I think we were talking about it in uh, episode four or or for the episode four, but um, it's literally an entire (laughs) galaxy. So you're telling us that, you know, in, I mean, there's no way that it would only be, if there are races of a thousand different kinds of aliens, is there only going to be white people? So I just, again, appreciate that they are like, you know, Uh, doing something that you know we should have been doing all along right but yeah it is kind of like yeah this is literally like spanning all like space and it should encompass literally like any kind of person if there's going to be aliens as well
2: spanning all space and time yeah (laughs) it occurred to me watching this and i can't remember if i thought about it in the first movie while watching it. it they clearly still gender each other the humans do because you'll hear things like boyfriend, that girl, the, the force is strong with that girl. And I'm yeah. just, I mean, this has made me a question we can't answer and that's okay. But it just made me think, you know, do the other species have like identifiers, like categories of, for their own?
1: Uh, they, they they do though, I think like, you know, we were just watching a couple weeks ago, the Mandalorian and there was all that stuff with like, the like frog, like man and wife who oh, yeah. had the kids.
0: Yeah, I think um, they've started to do that more, like gender certain uh, aliens. And I guess they did even in the original, like with certain generals. Wasn't there a general that is sort of a squid guy, and isn't it Admiral assumed that and isn't he? It, it assumed that he's a man. It's a man.
1: Uh, I think it's assumed. Yeah. Yeah. I, as far as I know.
0: Yeah. Was that in so? This? I guess yeah. Maybe that's wrong. It's it's just assumed that it, yeah it, this alien is a man,
1: but um they had one of those squid guys in this one. Yeah, it, like <laughs> towards the end. Yeah, it, like room with the plotting, the planning of the yeah. It's so like
2: the the vulture's husband penetrated, but it's not destroyed yet or <laughs> something. You <laughs> probably didn't use the word penetrated. I'm just my mind's in the gutter constantly. No.
0: <laughs> um. But yeah. And again, to something David brought up while we were watching the movie again, in addition to um, casting the movie diversely um, in the, you know, war room or, you know, in the base of the resistance when they're kind of figuring out a plan to um, kind of defeat the uh, Star Killer base, which is what, you know, the Death Star planet is. Um you know, all these different people are kind of chiming in with bits of ideas, and I appreciated that it wasn't just, like, typically, like, oh, Poe is gonna, he's the best pilot, so obviously he knows, like, everything about the thing that they're gonna destroy, like, it it made it seem like it's actually a team effort, and it's, you know, all of these people working together to fight this literal, like, monolith, like, giant evil force
2: they're all in this together yeah (laughs) yeah i did appreciate that um i have to say though i did sort of want more scenes like that there's Mm. it's just and this is probably just the formula that they've think works best is like dialogue scene action scene setup scene dialogue scene action scene and i just wish there could have been more not necessarily of a mix, but there, the action scenes were just so long that I wanted sort of more context or more, I guess, interaction between characters besides them just fighting. And so you, you kind of get that with the Kylo ren Ray fight scene, which is why I really liked that, because there's just this sort of not only a back and forth physically, but also of dialogue. I appreciated the setup scene with that, with everybody sort of gathered around and, and like figuring out what they're going to do. But then it's like a solid, I think, 10 minutes of them actually like f- taking on the plan and, and enacting it. And everybody sort of separated and doing their own thing. Just my, it's just my opinion, man.
1: <laughs> I, I think they, you know, and maybe they didn't do it like as well as they could have, but watching it, I feel like they sort of, Realize the same thing that you're saying, which is like, you can't just have like just action and like just sort of character yeah. moments. Like, you have to f- figure out how to integrate those better. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, not saying that they did it perfectly, like, but I think you can definitely see some examples where they were trying to do that. Like, you mentioned that the Kylo uh, Ray fight at the end, which, like, the way that fight is sort of choreographed I, I feel like definitely like the way they're sort of fighting each of them sort of fights in a very specific like right character specific way Um so there's stuff like that but then there's also stuff like you know at the end of the first act when they're evading the TIE fighters on Jakku in the Millennium Falcon and trying to like get away and not get shot down like you get a lot of cuts to inside the ship where you know they're they're doing these mm-hmm. like crazy death defying you know flips and you know last second turns in these things but they're also like i hope this works like yeah. <laughs> like uh i really don't you know we're, we're 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 not sure we can do this either which i think is a good character moment sort of within the action of like these are kind of just kids you know like they yeah. don't really know what they're doing either and like right after that scene when they're like they're like complimenting each other, like that was amazing. How'd you do that? Like I didn't know I could do that. I just sort of, you know,
2: I really like that it on scene. my feet. It was like really endearing just to, for them to be like, that was so cool. Was I know sweet.
1: that
0: that was that's one of my favorite things about it too. Like, it, and it happens early on when um Finn is you know trying to break Poe out because he needs a pilot, but you know they kind of are like, hey man, good shot. Like, whoo, yeah. that was fun, and it, it's. It's, like, just, you know, almost being self-aware because, um, again, like we, like we were talking about with Wonder Woman, um, there was so much of that that was unrealistic, even in terms of just how, like, you know, she's in the no-man's land and she's, like, got no, no, like, not a speck of dirt on her and the whole thing is mud and, and things like that. She's not, you know, no one's really reacting as, like, normal people would. Obviously, she's, like, a god. But anyway, um, but, yeah, these are in a sense like quote normal people and you know they've kind of been plucked from like their typical or all these different backgrounds into these like crazy scenarios that they've never been in before and I think a lot of times in uh just any sort of adventure film the heroes go on an adventure and it seems like they've kind of done it they're not really like surprised by anything or an action scene they're not really surprised that they got away um so I appreciated that they were acknowledging that in this and that, you know, they were so excited about their like accomplishments and it just like builds, you know, their friendships in that way. Friendships.
2: Question mark. No, I, I, (laughs) I find, um, we can talk about it later maybe, but, um, Finn and Ray's relationship. It's a little unclear if they are just friends. And if the movie's trying to indicate they're anything more than that. Because I think their friendship mm. is great and it's really sweet. I don't know, maybe I'm, I was misreading lines or, or scenes with them, but it seemed like towards the end maybe there was something more there. But not every... Do you,
1: do you want there to be something more?
2: Maybe I do. I don't, you know...
0: <laughs> yeah, no, let's talk about that. Like, we can go in and talk about um, specific a- aspects of the film now. Um, yeah, let's start with the Ray and Finn's relationship. Um, were you expecting there to, like, for her to have, um, a love interest at any point? Or were you not really expecting
2: anything? I was, before seeing this movie, I'm like, I know who plays Finn, and I know who plays Rey, and I feel like they're Mm -hmm. posted to be the two main female male leads, They're going to try to force some kind of romantic relationship. And I was pleasantly surprised that for most of the movie that doesn't seem to play out. There's a clear relationship there, but it's one of like, we care for each other and we want each other to be okay. And Mm -hmm. we're we're here for one another. Um, And it's just more of like a friendship than anything uh, more. But by the end, like Ray kisses his forehead when he's passed out, incapacitated from the duel with uh, Kylo Ren. And he, there's, there's some scene that implies he thought she might have a boyfriend or that like she was looking for something more with him. I could be totally misremembering, but it was things like that, that I was like, are they trying to push something more here? And I wouldn't be upset if that was the case, because again, I feel like they do enough to build them as individuals and as a friend, mm-hmm. like, they build enough with between their friendship too, that that's like, this would make sense if something more now happens between the two of them. But I think it's also okay if nothing does, because if Ray is supposed to be this sort of more progressive, realistic female character, she doesn't need to have a male romantic counterpart. Um, they can just be two resistance fighters. <laughs> they don't need to be in a relationship. I think that's also fine to just have them be friends and fight alongside each other.
0: Yeah, and I appreciated that they, you you know, again, it seems realistic. Not that, like, oh, all women now, you know, are single. Obviously, that's not true. But it's just, like, I appreciated that, again, in, like, a crazy, weird scenario where she's kind of plucked from what she's been doing for probably half her life at this point or, you know, something like that. um, She's not really thinking about, like, a boyfriend. And she never – it seems like she never really had but had been, but – she's like excited to go on this adventure and like, that's what she's thinking about right. and not like I need to depend on this person in a romantic way to, ho- to help with my emotions. It's like just friends helping friends.
2: Right. Exactly.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it kind of works on like two levels. Like there is that scene I think you were alluding to have before they run into Han Solo when they're just on the Millennium Falcon like them and BB-8 and they're trying to like fix whatever it is and he's like oh you got a boyfriend like cute boyfriend like yeah yeah that scene uh and it's on the one hand it like a line like that it sort of helps ground the story in terms of like all this like crazy fantastical stuff is happening around them like but they still are they're still sort of supposed to be sort of normal people who care about normal people things. Right. So like here is this dude who just met this like attractive girl who like is a badass and like all these things. And you can see how like, you know, his mind might be on more than just space adventure, you know? Mm. Um, But at the same time, like the other level that it works on is that like, you know, she's not, that's not what she's looking for with this, you know? So it's a good character moment where like with the hand thing, like with the, her not needing his protection, you know, she's just like, none of your business. Like, you know, like this is not what it's about. And yeah, later on, like they get really close. And I think by the end it, it has the possibility to go, you know, in either direction based on like, where things go from here but their their relationship is so deep that i think it could not go in a romantic direction and still sort of be just as much of a satisfying relationship you know
2: yeah no i completely agree
0: yeah uh, were there other um i guess just scenes that st- stood out to you um moments that stood out to you or even characters because there's a lot of you know, there's obviously there's kind of a lot of main characters in this, um, and a lot of um, secondary and tertiary characters who are kind of great. So I'm wondering, I guess, sort of backtracking on my question, um, if you have a favorite um, sort of new character in this.
2: I really, I really do like Ray, I, but I also really like Finn, and I mm-hmm. can relate to them in different ways. So Ray. She's very much inspirational, but not so unrealistic of a character that you, like, can't sort of empathize or, like, put yourself in her position. And she's so self-sufficient that, like, that's something that I would like to emulate, like, just being more independent and, like, being able to fend for yourself and, like, having the confidence to, like, know what you're capable of. But then also realizing, like, you can do more even then, you realize that you, you can do more even than you think that you can. If that makes sense. <laughs> and yeah. um also that'd be awesome to just like whip around a pole or whatever she has. That'd be cool to just like fight off people. <laughs> not that like that's happening right now in, in our pandemic, but um just to have that skill set would be pretty dope. And with Finn, not that I've had to um detract from an evil organization that's trying to take over the galaxy. I can't empathize in that regard, but I can appreciate his enthusiasm, but also utter fuck it. I'm going to try to figure this out.
0: Mm-hmm. Mentality. Almost like
2: fake it till I make yeah, it. Yeah. I can. Sort
0: of. He's like, definitely I'm, I'm resistant. Yeah. You know? I
2: can appreciate that. <laughs> also the way that he like gets into, um, I think it's the millennium Falcon and he's trying to, there's like a couple scenes where he's like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but like, I'll figure it out. I, can appreciate Finn's enthusiasm, but also complete uh, inexperience with things. Um, I just in that moment, seeing him try to like shoot the bad guys away from the Millennium Falcon, I was like, "That's me when I try to play a video game. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but going for it. Up down, up down, A B A, left right, whatever."
1: So I'm, I'm, I'm a little surprised and amused that you are such a fan of Finn because he spends the first half of this movie lying to Ray. That's like a really <laughs> interesting like sort of aspect about the dynamic in this movie is that like she thinks he's this like resistance guy and like she's not starstruck but she's like definitely like excited by like
2: Impressed. Oh,
1: getting swept up in this bigger yeah. thing, this important thing. Um, and he's like taking advantage of her to get, you know, to in order to escape the First Order. So your appreciation for him as like a character like – is that sort of like taken as a whole or were you on board like the whole time throughout this?
2: I I was on board the whole time because yes, I knew that was a lie and that's wrong to lie to your friends. It's wrong to lie to anybody. However, it was for a good cause. He like on his own accord defected from the first order. And that's a big, scary thing to do. And eventually, you know, the truth's going to come out
1: Mm-hmm.
2: and it's always going to suck when that happens, but it was for a good cause. It was, f- like, a legitimate, better reason to to have the truth come out like that than for him just to still be within the first order, or to never tell her at all, or to, like, make the lie worse. I feel like it's up front pretty blatantly that he's lying, and then I feel like as the movie gets on, he, like, tries to become more, or he tries to maybe, I don't know if it's consciously or not, but I don't think he tries so much to keep the facade going. I think he's more willing to, he just, he grows to care about her and the other people they're with that. It's like, I need to just help them. And if like this piece of information gets out, okay.
1: Well, it, it's a funny character thing. Cause everyone picks up on it that he's lying very quickly, <laughs> except for Ray. Cause like she, uh, you know, you assume doesn't have a lot of human yeah, to human you know, contact. So she just like is taking everything he's saying at face value when like BB-8 is like, eh, I don't think you're a resistance. And Han Solo's like, women always find out when you're lying. Yeah. Uh, and Maz Kanata seems to know. Um, yeah. But, but it's, it's almost even worse when he finally tells Ray the truth because he is then the second person to abandon her. She's like left, she's like abandoned again by a close person. And that like, you know, she's, like, really broken up about it.
0: I just want to interject just a little. Because, yes, I, I I think that that moment, though, I don't even think she's broken up about the lie. She's kind of like, okay, you were a stormtrooper. Good. She, she's, I think she separates that um, from the fact that he's leaving. Like, that's really why she's upset I- I- in that moment. So, um, I think it, it does come out at the same time, but I don't know if she, I, I don't know if she's as affected by his lie. And she, she never kind of has a moment after that of like, wow, that's where he came from or that's who he really is. And she never doubts that that's who, that, that the person that he's kind of been pretending to be almost, she never doubts that that's the person he like wants to be or even is.
2: I think at that moment, she realizes that all men are trash and,
1: Which is a very good lesson. Yeah, Thanks, and it Disney. helps.
2: It helps her become one with the Force, and that's how she's able to defeat, or yeah, get get a because uh, Kylo Ren doesn't die. No. no. Yeah, we know we never see the the demise of him, at least not yet. But that's my that's my hypothesis. No, I I agree. I just I guess I find him very likable and very. Um, relatable so i it's not okay to be like the lie is fine because it's not fine and that was really fucked up what he did
1: what are you hiding avril
2: (laughs) (laughs) i just appreciate that he was trying to do the right thing he didn't go about it the right way by lying but he was trying to do the right thing and that i think is more important than the lie
1: and he does make up for it yes oh yeah He, he does there's that good scene when um, when they go to the Resistance base and he sort of meets back up with Poe, like finding out that he's actually not dead, and Poe's like, "Oh, it's my jacket. Like, keep it. It, it suits you, right?" Which right. is a good, like, him. He sort of is now actually becoming the Resistance person that he's been mm-hmm. pretending to this whole time. And then he goes and, you know, when he when they do go to the, the Star Killer base at the end and they meet back up with Rey, there is that really good moment where she's like. You came back, mm-hmm. like, which is like the thing she's been mm-hmm. looking for the whole time.
0: Yeah. Cuts deep. She just wanted someone to come back for her.
2: <laughs> Can I say something I'm not proud of, but I, I do feel like I need to acknowledge it. I sure. I d- did not realize watching the movie that what is the, the little android, the little... BB-8? BB-8. I thought that was a modern interpretation of R2-D2. Well, well it, it is. But I, like, thought that was, like, R2-D2. Just oh, in a new... they're called
0: different names.
2: Right. And then, so when R2-D2 comes back to life, <laughs> I was like, Avril, you are so dumb. These are two different droids. and well, they've their been calling... heads look
0: very similar.
2: And they've been calling the droid a different name this entire time. And I was just like, whatever, <laughs> it's a new name. But same character, same droid. But no, it was not. He was really cute, though. I love how it's so round. It just rolls around.
0: I know. And- I One of my questions was actually, which droid do you think is better, uh, BB-8 or R2? BB-8. But they're the same droid. No. Um,
2: yeah. True question.
0: Yeah. I think um, I was telling David this while we were watching, and I don't know if you agree with this, but... I was trying to explain why I thought that BB-8 was so much cuter or more, Mm -hmm. like, relatable in a way. And I don't know if it was only because of his, like, rounded shape, which is cute. Um, But I also think it was because they were a little bit more specific with his beeps, if that makes any sense. Like, and the the way that he moved his head, I mean, he has so much more literally a range of motion. Yes. Um that R2 did not have. So that equates to a range of emotion yeah. that comes across <laughs> <laughs> on on the film.
2: That's so true. There's one scene where he like some bad news is revealed amongst the droid and everyone else and I know. I, I don't know if, if the droid has a gender, but BB eight hangs their head down in a way that I know it looks like a dog or some animal that's like cowering
0: and, and he like almost has this like powering yeah. down sound he's like oh and you're like that's so <laughs> <Yeah>. cute <laughs> but he'll like he does like you know those little interactions with uh just everyone like he kind of like looks from side to right. side or like um you know gives uh, Finn like a little thumbs up when they like agree on a plan and, and he's much more involved than R2 I think ever was you're kind of interpreting what R2 was saying through uh, C-3PO or through Luke but here you kind of could get what uh, BB-8 would be saying right which I think is adorable
1: there's that that part where like um, Ray is like so where's your base and Finn's like, "All right, BB-8, tell him, tell her." And BB-8's like looking at her, and <laughs> back at him, and then back at her, and he's like, "Please, like."
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I also think, and I could be wrong. It seemed like they they made BB-2, BB-8's um, noises a little bit higher pitched.
0: Oh, maybe, maybe. And I didn't realize this was just a weird side comment, but until they were both on screen at the same time. I was like, wow, R2 is huge. Like BB-8, I guess, was the size that I always thought R2 was, like this little, like, thing. Um, but but no, R2 is ginormous.
2: Do you, David, do you think BB-8 is cute?
1: I think he's adorable. Like, he's probably the, the closest <laughs> I ever came to, like, buying a Star Wars toy since I was, like, <laughs> yeah. seven. Didn't he, wait, Actually, you did you one?
0: No, I think I bought you one. <laughs> Didn't I buy you a BB-8 bobblehead? thing. It's not really a bobblehead cuz like, Oh, I
1: think you I think you did like as part of like a pack of things for like Christmas one year or something. Oh
0: yeah. So, I guess for you Ab, and for our listeners what we're referencing is um I had a Christmas gift for David at one point that wasn't really wrappable. It was sort of an experience that was related to um uh music from some of our favorite composers who have happened to score a bunch of movies that we like, including Star Wars. So as a part of the gift, I got icons, like, from the movies, like Star Wars, and one of them was also from Dark Knight, and another one was from Harry Potter or something like that, and I just kind of put it all in separate gifts. Anyway, at some point in time, I did give David a, star, a BB-8 bobblehead, I think.
1: <laughs> I can't remember, though. I feel like one of our friends did get, because these BB-8 toys were, like, everywhere at the oh, time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it was, like, Mike or Steve or Heather. Someone had one. Or Kevin. Someone Kevin. had one.
0: Maybe Kevin. Kevin, if you're listening to this episode,
2: we love you. Um, <laughs> shouts out. You cannot buy us all BB-2, BB-8 <laughs> toys with your GameStop stock.
0: <laughs> okay. So, Av, I want to hear, I guess, from you, um, just questions, comments that you had. Anything that was confusing or just questions that you had about the film in general or questions that you think we might know or be able to answer.
2: Yeah, I will start with questions. Great. Are we supposed to know how many years after episode six this takes place? Like when this is supposed to happen?
1: It, I So I can't remember if it is actually said in the movie I don't think it, or if it's it, in the crawl. It, But it is known, and and it's kind of clever. It's it's thirty years after the original trilogy, and it was. Okay. And it it, the funny thing is that it actually sort of goes along with that because this movie came out thirty-two years after Return of the Jedi, Episode Six.
0: Okay. So basically, the last movie in the original trilogy. Nineteen eighty-three.
1: Nineteen eighty-three.
0: Was came out 30 years before this one. And it's basically the right. same gap in time, time span. in real yeah. life and in the cinematic universe. And it's the next one in the sequence.
2: I sort of thought that just given how Han Solo, Princess Leia, and right. Daryl Hammond all look <laughs> in this movie, I'm like, it can't be 100 years later. That wouldn't really make sense. Or they'd have to do some kind of explaining on that. But... Thank you for clarifying. I sort of thought that was the case. Those gross slug-like creatures that attack Han Solo and Chewbacca in the ship. I forget which one. Oh, that's another thing too. It can get a little confusing going from like ship to ships ship within a ship. Yes. I'm like, that well, is where true. are we now?
0: Yeah. It's like, um, it's like one ship gets taken by another ship and they're inside the ship. So they leave that ship, but they're in the other ship and then people dock onto <laughs> that ship. So are they on the same ship? Yeah. That is, a, that gets yeah. a little meta. Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, what
2: are those things? They look disgusting. Okay.
0: I think this is the first time. And babe, correct me if I'm wrong. I think this is the first time we hear about this sort of weird monster creature. I think they're called Wrath Tars. And and, and Han Solo is just, as a part of a job where he can get, you know, just big money on certain things, he's like smuggling them, I guess, from one place to another or just uh, transporting them so he can get um, some sum of money um Okay. So he's transporting Wrath Tars. We don't really know why, or we don't really know who. It doesn't, I guess, super matter. It, he's just kind of been going back to what he did before he kind of connected with Luke at first, which was like smuggling and kind of pirating around the galaxy.
1: What, what, what does he say? He's like, he's like, have I ever betrayed you to the people who he hired? Oh yeah, oh, yeah, like, yeah that's Twice. He's like what was was the second
0: time
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) well that actually leads me to a question i didn't even write down but i'm now thinking of is it implied that princess leia and him break up divorce whatever the (laughs) like they're no longer together
1: it's a space divorce yes
0: yeah do people get married in that universe i guess they do yeah they get married oh because what's her name
1: Nellie Portman, Nally
0: Portman get they get married in Lake Como,
1: right? Isn't that where they They have do. Them? That's right. Where
0: were
2: you? When? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I was a little bummed out to see them. Like it was, their interactions are are sweet, but I was like, I feel like they're no longer together. And it's also really fucked up that Princess Leia loses her son to the dark side, mm. and then her son kills her ex lover. That's yeah. that's a heavy thing to to have to deal with.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's, like, a a lot of um, sort of concepts are very, like, core pillars of, like, what makes Star Wars Star Wars. And, like, yes, Mm -hmm. it's lightsabers. Yes, it's, like, you know, spaceships and things. Um, But, like, and, and, you know, good and evil. But, like, family is definitely one of those core pillars. Um, In the original trilogy, it was, you know, Luke and his father... Uh, and Leia, his sister. Um, You know, in the prequels, you know, it's focusing more on the Darth Vader part of that and sort of his father-son relationship with Obi-Wan, even though they weren't, like, blood-related. And, you know, it carries forward in this one about, you know, we talked about how Kylo's whole sort of ethos is, like, he's so caught up in, like, his like heritage and like how that makes him just better than everybody else. And that's why he's like, Oh, like some girl, like some rando, like how can she hope to like, you know, be on my level. And then like when she can, it's like infuriating to him. Um, Mm. But like, they sort of explore a lot of like darker aspects of the family relationship in this trilogy. Like you're saying, like when Kylo Ren, it's sort of implied that, you know, when Kylo Ren went to the dark side, you know, Leia and Han sort of w- how that impacted them and their relationship and like how they chose to like right. deal with that of like and like how that, you know, made them split up like it sucks. You know, it's like it, it affects more than just I, I think when Kylo made that decision, he wasn't thinking about how it would hurt everyone he was connected to. You know,
2: right? When an on, on dark, heavy themes, there's a lot of really awful shit that happens for in this movie for a Disney movie. Mm-hmm. Like the first scene, we see a complete massacre of a village, mm-hmm. and because it's Disney, you're not going to see a lot of blood. You're not going to see like actual gruesome violence, but like the concept that Kylo Ren is just like, yeah, kill them all, yeah. and they all die, and yeah. Princess Leia loses her, her, you know, ex-lover and son. I'm sure there's other awful things that we see that I can't even think of, but just, like, I was sort of overwhelmed. I'm like, wow, this is a Disney movie, and there's a lot of dark shit happening. And they're doing it in a way that's not, like, overt, but if you think about it, it's really messed up.
1: I mean, right off the bat, they, they, they really established Kylo Ren as... A bad dude, like not to be fucked with. Yeah, and he like you know. Yeah, merciless. He, he kills the one guy and then yeah has the whole town murdered. Um, and the way he sort of like can't control his temper and like mm-hmm. you know des- just destroys shit like when he's mad, <laughs> like to the point where like when the manchild, yeah, yeah, when the stormtroopers like hear him going off later on. I love they, how
2: they just like <laughs> back back
0: up. They just back up down the hallway. It's like. Like this yeah. must
1: happen on like a weekly basis. Like if not, yeah. Frequently,
0: quickly on that because um, th- this was something that we brought up in the uh, last Star Wars episode of this podcast. Um, Av, we were talking about um, how you know the first one, um, you you know th- things that were that are iconic later on uh, didn't seem as iconic when you watch the first one. So like you know the the the. Uh, villainousness of Darth Vader wasn't as uh I- intense for you. I'm curious mm-hmm. if if you think that that was done better in this or at all in this. Do you think like the um do you think that the I guess evil spirit of uh Kylo Ren before you kind of dive d- deeper into him um do you think I guess his first few like scenes um come across as really threatening compared to, like, you know, how Darth Vader was in in episode four.
2: Yes, I'd say so. I think, too, it's it's such a clear similarity to Darth Vader from a visual standpoint that at times, like, yes, I know this is a different character, but it's almost like it could be the same character because they're both so evil, even though one was just more overt and sort of... um, out and loud about their Mm
1: uh
2: evil ways but i do feel like they did a good job of like sparsing his violent outbursts throughout the movie it's not just like every time we Mm -hmm. see him he's causing havoc and he's destroying people and planets i mean (laughs) also too seeing that like, let's th- shoot these laser beams and destroy one, two, three, yeah. four, however many. Like, that's also insane to think about. Like, we're just going to destroy these entire planets um, because we can.
1: Even even before that, like, you talked about, like, this movie having, like, a lot of dark aspects to it for, like, a Disney movie or one that's supposed yeah. to be able to be enjoyed by kids. Like, before they shoot the lasers, like, you know, one thing that they carry forward from the original trilogy is all the World War II influences on the bad mm-hmm. guys which we did talk yes. about a little
0: bit in our other episode but yeah
1: it, and like but I, I don't know if there was anything in the originals that were like as overtly nazi as that like speech yes. that he gives everyone yes
0: yeah. yeah and the colors they use and everything i mean it's just so uh almost obvious <laughs> i guess so when we were wa- when we kind of sat and rewatched the first movie part of our discussion was that Um, we were kind of really surprised by how this could have sparked this whole Star Wars phenomenon. And, you know, part of the reason why I wanted you to watch this movie is because I thought, oh, if she watches this, you know, she'll get that, um, you know, emotion about, you know, why people love this universe so much and understand, you know, how people were feeling back in maybe, you know, 1976 watching... A New Hope for the first time. I'm curious if mm. any of that sort of you relate to or you agree with.
2: I know that's that's a really good question. I wasn't thinking directly of that while watching. But I, again, to go back to what I said at the beginning of the episode is I know I would have enjoyed it more. I was like, this would have been so much cooler to see in a theater with people. I, I Even though I'm not a huge Star Wars fan, like being sort of sonically and visually encapsulated in a space like a theater to view something like this, I know it would have taken me to another place and I probably would have been in more awe of the special effects and Mm -hmm. of the action taking place and probably would have come away being in more awe and in more impacted and more pro I would have felt this movie to be more profound than how I viewed it uh, Mm -hmm. the other night but I wasn't tying it directly to when people first saw it, but I do think that was probably an intention of theirs was how can we sort of recreate this feeling for a new generation of people and get a new whole group of people to become star Wars fans, which I think they probably did accomplish. And again, I think I maybe would have been more blown away if I'd seen it. I hate to like keep harping on that whole aspect, but I really just do think this was meant for a movie theater.
1: Despite the like current, Situation with theaters and not really being a thing. Um, not that I mean these movies would be in theaters anyway, but would you want to see what happens next with these characters?
2: I think I would, and that's a good question. <laughs> I I would like if we wanted to do another Star Wars episode, because um, we could. I've like if
1: haven't no one seen... was making you, would you just want to <laughs> oh. watch the sequence?
2: <laughs>
0: Yeah, let's pretend we're – let's say we're not going to do another one for the podcast. Would you watch it, maybe suggest it in, you know, a group if we can be in groups in the future?
2: All right. Honestly, I really don't know if I'd watch it alone again. I don't know if I'd watch yeah. another uh, one of these by myself. I would be much more enthusiastic if I watched it with my roommates or even did, like, a virtual watch with people. Um, oh, Yeah. That, that would be fine. Disney
0: and Disney Plus does do that for listeners who might be thinking okay. that, oh, I don't want to watch this alone or want to watch other ones with people. Yeah,
2: I think it's again. I just I want to be able to talk about it after the fact because there is a lot mm-hmm. going on in each in in the movies, at least the ones that I've seen so far. That it's like, okay, I just watched this massive thing, like this whole universe, all this action, all of this stuff going on, and like I don't really know what to do with with it now. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of like sits with you in a way of like I can't really. I would be able to process it better if I could talk about it with with someone. I sound so lonely, <laughs> but I just, I think that's probably the, the reason I haven't, I wouldn't seek it out on my own for the other films. It's just like, I don't know. I don't think I would enjoy it as much mm-hmm. and I'd rather watch it knowing I'm going to be able to talk about it with people and be able to like share that experience with them.
1: Yeah. There is, there is a lot of these movies though. Like when we were watching it, like when it first came out, it was like, it was literally all we could talk about. was like, but what does this mean? And like, but what about that? Yeah. And like, I I feel like this is something that maybe it wouldn't have hit you quite the same way, Av, because you're not as familiar with like the original movie specifically. But like mm-hmm. going from six, which is like the original furthest point, to then seven, which is 30 years later. Like, and and part of what makes the opening crawl so effective is like, the very first line is like, you know, you're going into this movie after 30 years, like what's going to be happening, right? And then the very first line of the crawl is Luke Skywalker has vanished. And you're like, what the <laughs> fuck happened in those 30 years? You know, yeah. because everything was great last time we saw everyone. They were all together. Like things were awesome. They beat the Empire.
0: Is that the one where they're dancing around with, with Ewoks? Ewoks? Yeah. 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 Uh, uh,
1: the best Star Wars movie. Um <laughs> So, like, part of a lot of the the excitement and the mystery from this movie specifically was, like, trying to take what they have in this movie and try to figure out what they were hinting at, like, what occurred in those 30 years and, like, trying to piece that together. So, yeah, that discussion aspect that you were talking about was, like, a major, major reason that, like, we wanted to go see it, like, you know, multiple times when it first came out because it was, like oh, I missed that part. All right, we got to see it again. And then I got to see what they say. And then, you know, maybe we'll find new things and new things and trying to figure out the mystery, you know?
0: Yeah. And just picking up on anything that we, or, or you know, like super fans had, uh, had missed the first time or or um, even like thematic things, like, you know, David was pointing out a bunch of things um, while we were watching it this time. And um I was like, oh, I, I'd never noticed that before. I never, I'd never thought about that. So, um, I think just yeah, having that shared experience definitely helps sort of keep you going with the with the fandom, and um, yeah, and also I think part of I guess the love of this movie or the appeal again is like, you know, you, you're not sure how many of the original cast would have been in it, you know, going into it. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know for people who had been on that you know first trilogy journey and and are are, you're super invested in those characters it was like a I mean I remember people like tearing up you know when Han Solo returned to the Millennium Falcon and like those iconic things like kind of also helped this movie I think um, maintain with like sort of the older generation because it like gave respect to those characters that they loved so much, but, and really like, like, you know how we were even talking about how in the first movie, the Millennium Falcon isn't revealed at all, or like Luke Skywalker isn't revealed in an iconic way, really. Um, And everyone's reveal in this, even the Millennium Falcon was so iconic. Like it felt like that one's garbage. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Let's take the garbage then. (laughs) So
2: yeah, I have to say I did not realize it was the Millennium Falcon until they said it was. Oh yeah, so. you're not
0: supposed to. I, I I don't think anyone. I was did. a bit lost
2: on me.
1: <laughs> yeah, but our, our like our discussions around when this movie first came out were so. We were like analyzing every minute detail to the point where <laughs> mm. we were like, on on time two or time three, we were like, is there some weird like time travel shit going on? Like, because because they go to the the island at the very end that Luke is on. And then before that though, in the, the interrogation scene with Rey and Kylo and he's probing her brain, he's like, mm-hmm. he's like, I can see everything in your head. He's like, you can't sleep at night. He's like, I see the ocean. I see the island. And it was like, has she been there before? Can he, does she, that
0: still wasn't, can the they see? Point.
1: No, that never, no. that never went anywhere. But it, we, that's what we were saying at the time. Like, <laughs> oh my God, like you figured it out. Like, <laughs>
2: I, yeah, literally right over my head.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Wow. Oh, just, I guess quick fun fact. Um, were you aware of some of the fun cameos in this movie? Some of them are, you wouldn't know unless you like read about them, but cause they were like not actually on screen.
2: I'm trying to scratch my brain to see if there was anybody. I was like, Oh, you're in this. Okay. So but I don't think I can.
0: Um, Well, I guess not really a cameo, but like we were talking about before, Lupita Nyong'o plays Maz Kanata. Maz Kanata, the like alien lady with the glasses. glasses? Yeah.
2: Okay. Okay. I'm like, yeah, whose voice is that? It sounds so familiar to me. I
0: know. But also having done Us, it was very different from any of her voices in that. She's like an amazing voice actress. And there's...
2: Who is the actor who plays
0: that, that, you know, in love, actually that little, little kid who like runs through the airport.
2: Oh yeah. He's in Queen's Gambit. I think. Yeah.
0: Um, he makes a cameo really, That's really right. quickly on Starkiller base. Mm-hmm. And then um, I don't know if you're a fan of the James Bond movies, the recent ones, but Daniel Craig actually plays one of the stormtroopers in this, in this film.
2: What? And he has lines. Yeah. Just for fun? That's yeah. so random.
1: He's the one when she's trying to like escape and like, she's like, wait, oh. I know something about Jedi mind tricks. She's Maybe like like I can do this. She's testing her
2: force skills. Oh, and he's like, I will leave the gun and release you from Yeah. Your <laughs> yeah. Cuffs.
1: At, at first, she's like, I'm going to tighten those restraints. And then she's like, <sighs> and then she does it. And he's like, all right, then.
0: It's like, I will. <laughs> Loosen your restraints and leave the cell with the door wide open. That's, and I had I'll no idea. Wow.
1: <laughs> I oh, Was
0: there another one? Oh, and I don't know if you, I don't think you watched Game of Thrones, but Gwendolyn Christie, who played. Yes, plays, did she
2: played the like female. Yes. Um, uh huh. She was yeah, also was, one of my,
0: like, doesn't get a lot of screen time, but one of my favorite like characters in this.
2: Her voice is very distinct. I was like, "This sounds like a Game of Thrones character," and I just uh-huh. can't remember her name. So yeah,
0: we are just I just wanted Let's, to point them those guys out.
2: <laughs> I appreciate that because I did not know any of those people were in this movie. Um, I <laughs> speaking of British actors, though the well, this guy's Irish, but I think Donald Gleason. Oh
0: right, Donald. No, yes, yes, yeah,
2: Donald Gleason. I love how much he was going for it in this role. Oh, yeah. Because he just, like, lays it on thick. I know. And the And with the exception of Kylo Ren, I feel like everybody in the First Order has a very stereotypical British sinister accent. Yeah. Which I just, like, I, to me, that's hilarious. Everyone's like, suh. We cannot locate the girl. Like it's just, it's so classic. I just thought that was really funny. This is yeah, no,
0: fun I, I weird think. that you mentioned that because on this watch, this was something I picked up on, and I didn't know if they did this on purpose. Probably not, but I was, I was just, it was so interesting that I was like, oh, everyone, yeah, like you were saying, on Star Killer Base is seems like they're British because they, I mean, they <laughs> yeah. are. Um, anyone who has a line is, is British. Um. But except for Kylo Ren. And weirdly, um, John Boyega, the actor who plays Finn, is actually British. Right. But he does an American accent in the film. Right. And then, like, Ray is British. But I don't know. Anyway, so I was just like, this is really interesting that they, like, kind of flipped who has accents and and not.
2: (laughs) Right. The last question I have is, and maybe this is something that if I watched – you know, episode five and episode six, I would, um, no, but the Supreme Leader Snook.
0: Snoke. Snoke. <laughs> Sorry, David just started laughing. Snook-y.
2: I know. I was just like, I, I was like, I'm, I want to read Snooki. <laughs> Supreme Leader Snooky. Who is he? How did he come to be? Why does he look like that? I just, I don't know. He's an enigma to me. Babe, oh. I'll let you take this one.
1: Yeah. And also he's played by... Uh, Andy Serkis, like Gollum from Lord of the Rings oh, and Love him. and stuff. Um, very prolific voice actor. Yes. Um, but no, they never say in this one. It's like part of the mystery is like, okay. where did this guy come from? Like in the last 30 years.
2: Okay. So then I'm not totally oblivious.
1: No,
0: that's... you're supposed to like want to know more about him going into the second one, I believe.
2: Okay. I mean, I think so that's y- what they were trying to
0: do.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure.
2: So is this like one of those series where a lot is given up front and then the rest in like the first movie or like first part of whatever and then as the series goes on, those things that were put up front get explained in the following movies, series, whatever?
1: I think that's what they were trying to do.
2: (laughs) Did not succeed?
1: If they succeeded at that, you know... Every person can decide that for themselves, but yeah, they there was a lot, and, and that's usually like a hallmark of of good storytelling is that they're not like just sort of spoon feeding you exactly right. what everything is, you know. Um, they definitely sort of like are dropping you in, and
2: mm-hmm.
1: you're like, oh, okay, even for people who know the original movies, it's like, what, who is everybody, and how do they relate to each other, right. and like. It's definitely not all explained in this one to give some of that mystery and some of that, like, you know, fodder for discussion. Um, I think, yeah, with the original intention that um, they would be revealing, you know, they'd be answering all of your questions in the later movies. Okay. Do you know?
0: (laughs) David has certain opinions about the last two films.
2: I think... Um, <laughs> That's I a think whole I'm... other podcast.
1: <laughs> How much time do you have?
2: I was just going to say, we could make a s- whole separate spinoff of just like star- like going through each Star Wars movie. Could we make
1: a spinoff of
0: like sequels that Haley and David don't like, like Frozen 2 and... <laughs>
2: Wonder Woman yeah, 1984. Yeah,
0: just <laughs> basically a lot, I think.
2: <laughs> I mean I yeah, Lord of the Rings, you guys fans of Lord of the Rings?
0: Yes, actually all of those we do like.
2: Harry Potter? Okay. We like um, Harry Potter.
0: Yes, some of the later ones do have issues, but generally yeah, most of them. I mean there's seven like for four out of
2: seven isn't bad. Have you guys seen The Hunger Games? Yes. All
0: of them? I have. I don't know if David has actually.
1: Seen the first. There's four, right?
2: Yeah, uh, Mockingjay was two parts.
0: Yeah,
1: I, I saw them before Natalie Dormer was in it. I think that's the first two. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
2: Catching Fire was really good. I thought I, I'm a big fan of Hunger Games, that whole franchise. I have to say,
0: I haven't um, seen them in a while, so I'll have to kind of brush up on it again. I'm curious to know what you think made this movie successful compared to A New Hope.
2: It again more straightforward. I was I found it easier to follow what was going on throughout the movie. I didn't have mm-hmm. as many questions as I did in the in the first one. I found more of the characters relatable, and also I think overall just the acting is so much better. Like
0: yeah, everyone's really Daryl for Hammond
2: it. is really stiff in that first movie.
0: <laughs> you know it's still Mark Hamill, right?
2: I do. I just think it's okay, funny. I don't want to let that gag die yet. Um, <laughs> Even Harrison Ford, I feel like, has like Grayson off the hinges. He's like a little more fluid. Um, mm-hmm. just overall, like acting is way better. And
1: Oh yeah. Um how did you how did that scene hit you where Kylo Ren kills Han Solo?
2: I kind of saw it coming. I he like did. I like sort of knew this was gonna happen. Was it when
1: they walked out on the the giant <laughs> yeah. catwalk with no railings? Yes.
2: <laughs> that scared me. I'm like <laughs> you just feel safe, like this is how infrastructure is in this galaxy. People just create these. And I'm like, long... why no railings? Yeah, I'm like, you could literally fall to your death without being stuck with the lightsaber. Right. Um, that like f- genuinely freaked me out. But you know, once I knew that Kylo Ren was the son of Hanso, I'm like, he's gonna die. Mm. I just, I knew it. <laughs> it was still kind of sad. And a part of me was like, wow, they've killed off Han Solo now. That's, that's, I big think I move. cried
0: during that scene when I first saw
2: it, I was like, Oh, 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 oh no. A part of me was like, Ray Finn, what the fuck? Don't just stand there and sob, like go down and help.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know what they could have done, but yeah, you're right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it and just,
1: in terms of like big, big moments. Um, I don't think we talked about it yet. Um, and how are you feeling at that part where, you know, at the end in the snow when Kylo Ren, you know, he sort of knocks Finn out and goes to grab the lightsaber. Oh
2: yeah, I wanted to bring this up.
1: Flies past him and like Ray catches it.
2: Yeah, that was pretty dope. I was like I really genuinely thought he was gonna get it and I'm like, Well, where's this gonna go now? He basically won and then she gets it and I was like, Fuck yeah. Like yeah,
0: that. I don't remember even thinking that she was like I don't remember thinking that for one second that she was gonna
2: get it. And Me then, either. Uh, like,
1: they they definitely like were trying to throw you off the trail because yeah yeah you know, I said I I didn't watch the trailers really but I think like the poster has like Finn holding the lightsaber mm-hmm. and he uses it earlier in the movie so like they really set it up as like he's going to be, like, the guy this time. Mm -hmm. Even though, like, it really would have been cool if it was her. And then when it is, you're like, fuck yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I do appreciate that they, like, let both Finn and her share that power, Mm -hmm. I guess. Like, it's not like this, you know, lightsaber is only meant for one person or only one person can use it. I feel like that's in other franchises. And it, it might work for those. But I feel like in this, it was cool to see them both be able to use it. In equal measure, more or less, I'd say.
1: I mean, they, you know, th- in this movie anyway, like, they really are, like, co-protagonists. Like, yeah. Th- at, at the core of this movie are, like, three orphans. You know, it's it's Ray, <laughs> uh, Finn, and Kylo, because he sort of is separated from his, you know, parents right. to go train. And well, he also,
0: like, yeah, dis- disowns them. So... Well, yeah, he sort of
1: resents them because they sort of shipped him off, at least that's how he looks at it. Um, And, yeah, it's not like, you know, only one person, like you're saying, is, like, the main person. Like, they're a team, and their relationship at, like, the center of this movie, like, is, like, the core of this movie, which is, like, so great.
2: Yeah. I appreciated their friendship and just, like, their back and forth. Then, um han solos and luke skywalkers in the first movie that was just like kind of more annoying i have to say (laughs) theirs was like believable and relatable and and maybe that's also too just like it's been 30 years and so me and my age i can relate more to how they interact with each other than Mm -hmm. with how you know those two bros were (laughs) you know talking with each other interacting with one another
1: well also because like in the original one it's like they're talking about like um you know who's gonna get the the reward for rescuing Leia? and yeah. who's, gonna, like, who's gonna like get Leia like a like she's some like prize? Right. Which then is 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 cool when she's like she sort of takes charge and she's like mm-hmm. get the fuck out of my way like I'm you know I'm gonna lead this uh, rescue thing um, but they don't even go anywhere like near that in in this one like you said like it right. definitely feels a lot more modern in that way. Right.
0: Yeah, I'm curious. Something that just came to mind, um, again, back to our uh, last conversation about A New Hope. Um, I think um, in that, if I remember correctly, Av, you were like surprised by how like funny the movie was. I'm curious if you thought this was funny or if you had any like specific laugh-out-loud moments for this one. Just because there were... I There's quite a few for me, but I, I don't know.
2: I, I, I really can't pinpoint a scene. So I guess just the... The noises that BB-8 would make and his movements were just sometimes, given the context, quite hilarious. Yeah, like when
0: he's like pinned against, like when they're going upside down and he like shoots out like the webs.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That was funny. And um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. (laughs) And Chewy, just being Chewy is kind of always funny. Like that's never not like. It was sad when he cried when Han Solo died. I, I wasn't laughing at that. But basically but any I guess other time I was la- like, okay, when he's getting gauzed up by Finn. Yeah. Chewie being uh, hard to deal with and Finn like yeah, not knowing what to do, like always. I just thought that that interaction was funny. But Chewbacca is just also.
0: His presence is just a little ridiculous.
1: There's that like nurse who like sort of bandages him up. I later. know. I mean, she's like, "Oh, you must be very brave." And he's, he's like, "Whoa, Whoa. <laughs> that sounds very scary. <laughs>
0: yeah, and I guess I guess back to almost like one of our earlier points, I think for me one of the reasons that I love Finn so much is that he does kind of provide a lot of comic relief in terms of mm-hmm. him react like interacting with other characters, like him interacting with Poe is kind of funny because they're, like, doing this bromance. Him interacting with Ray is really funny because you're like, oh, she's, like, dissing his advances all the time. Him interacting with Chewie is, like, this weird power dynamic. And then him... I guess interacting with Han is always hilarious because he's like, "Did you just call me Solo? All right, big deal, you know." And then the, my favorite line is when they're on Star Killer Base and he's like, well, use the Force," and then Han Solo's like, "That's yeah. not how the Force works."
2: Or when they're at the snow, the snow setting. I I can't remember the names of any of these places. So okay, so the big like basically the, the Death
0: Star planet is called Star Killer Base.
2: Okay. When they're oh,
0: on Star Killer, I just got that because it sucks. It kills all the stars. The oh, suns. I didn't get that. Until it kills all the suns either. in the universe. Wow, because that's, that's the chart. Wow, I just realized up.
2: that. Woo. <laughs> okay. I just—it's anyway. when they're on actual land that I'm like, I don't know what this is called. I just know that like this is quite green. <laughs> this is a desert. This is right. Snow, and <laughs> that's the snowy planet is tell. Star Killer Base. Okay, Star Killer Planet, ba- right? Base. Sorry. Starkiller. Starkiller base. It's
1: like when they try to teach Joey French on Friends.
2: I feel like that's like a Dota song, like Starkiller (laughs) Bass. Maybe. Maybe not. Um when they're on Starkiller Bass and Han Solo's like, you know, like what was your station here? And he's like, Oh, sanitation.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Sanitation? And even in the the more serious moments, they kind of find light things, like right at the beginning when Poe is making fun of, I mean, we said this already, but when Poe is making fun of Kylo's mask, even though he just like stopped a laser bullet right in the air. And then when the dynamic between Kylo and General Hux, uh, Domhnall Gleeson, when they're sort of like bickering little boys in front of uh, Snoke, is really Mm. funny, but it's kind of like, they're talking about really serious things and like who do they bring to murder na- next and like it's just really funny to me did you have anything else babe i know there's so much to talk about with this movie but um you know at uh, the risk of going on for hours and hours
1: i could go on for hours and hours i i, I, I know could, but
2: <laughs> we could do a part 2 <laughs> we could Uh, Shout out to Oscar Isaac. I'm a fan of his and he did not disappoint. I thought in this Mm -hmm. movie.
0: Any last thoughts of, I
2: need to like look up more about these movies, like episode seven, episode eight, episode nine, right? There's two more in this trilogy Mm -hmm. because full disclosure, I haven't done a whole lot of background research and I think that mm-hmm. might be maybe why I'm reluctant to see another one on my own. And so maybe if I can just like learn more about this movie and about the other ones and sort of where the filmmakers were coming from in terms of how they wanted to make these movies and what they were trying to show, that might inspire me to seek this out on my own.
1: Yeah. Like I, I, th- I think the next two are uh, definitely a step down from this one in terms of like the quality of the film. Um, wah, wah, but.
2: Wah. <laughs>
1: Uh, but the next movie specifically is like very heavily like involves Princess Leia, so oh. if that sounds interesting, like uh, there's a lot to enjoy about it. Yeah. And
0: um, who else is in this? Um, the
1: uh, uh, Oscar Isaac and Princess well, Leia are kind of like the main people in that one.
0: Yes, but um, Laura Dern is in um, the second one heavily. I love Laura also, Laura Dern. Mm-hmm. Um. And in terms of, I guess, what David, just quickly to clarify what David meant by quality is, I guess, just just in terms of where they uh, decided to take the characters um, isn't as strong. But in terms of, I I think, cinematography and the 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 visuals are still up to par, I'd say. He's shaking his head.
2: You mean there's a lot of strong female characters in the second one? Yes.
0: Yeah. Well, actually, yes. In I'm the next kidding. one, there I was, are a lot. I was no, 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 there are a
2: lot in the next one, but yeah. What about, what about strong male characters?
0: Um, they're only weak male characters. No, what about, no, no, no. Strong... they're also strong.
2: What about strong Every... female alien characters? Are there alien characters?
0: No female what about characters. no female alien characters?
2: What about strong droid characters?
0: Always strong droid characters. I don't know if there are any new droid characters in this next one.
1: Oh, uh, h- how much did you enjoy C-3PO in this movie?
2: He's barely in it.
1: He's in, like, the one scene when, like, <laughs> Leia shows up and he, like, pops in between them and he's like... <laughs> oh, hello. You probably don't recognize me because my arm is red now.
2: <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't get that. I'm like, what yeah, wait, happened why to was your arm? red? Arm? Do you know? Or was that just...
1: No, back- just because it was funny. Oh, really? Was, yeah. Oh, I
0: thought I thought there was, there was, like, a reason for that in 6 or something.
1: No, because, like, how how could you not recognize him? I don't know. Oh, I get it. Like it was ridiculous.
0: (laughs) Oh, I thought we like knew about it. Oh, hello. Our podcast is back.
2: Well, I really enjoyed this discussion.
0: Us too. Um, thank you to our guests. um, Yes. Thank you, David.
1: Thanks for having me. I mean,
0: this worked out well. We're so excited (laughs) that we can have guests on. And, um, that just adds more to, I think, some certain conversations and um adds new perspectives brings new perspectives to the table all
2: right well thank you again Devad, for joining us (laughs) on this uh on this episode that wraps up our conversation on star wars episode seven the force awakens next time we're going to be discussing alien and why Haley hasn't seen that it's going to be really exciting
0: i'm I think I'm slowly coming on to love um, horror genres if it's done well. And I just, this has been a movie that's been on my list for so long. So I'm super excited to watch Alien next week.
2: I find it interesting how you as not, uh, you're a budding horror fan. I've been one for a while. I've never seen The Exorcist and yet you've seen that.
0: Yes. Well.
2: But we'll get into that 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 later. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, Another that's time.
0: Uh, later on in the season. So yeah, guys, I guess all that's left to say is, um, you know, Avril and, and David, uh, thank you so much for being here. Um, but thank you guys for listening. Um, please follow us on our Instagram at Seen That Pod. And you can keep listening to us on Spotify, Stitcher and Apple Podcasts. And please follow us on those platforms as well. So you get notified every time there's a new Seen That episode. Remember, we are all in this together. The pandemic is not over, even though the vaccines are rolling out. Um, So please stay safe. Um, Keep wearing masks. And we love you guys. And I love Avril. And I love David.
2: And I love you all. May the force be with you. Until next time.
0: Bye, guys. Thank you. Letterfully flew.